0: Hello there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazue Tachero. What is a covenant? I'm sure all of us we've heard the word covenant. When you see people getting married, they have entered into the covenant of marriage to love each other, to be faithful to each other, to take each other, take care of each other, and, and until death, you know, separates them, isn't it? And um, because I'm talking to young people, some young people have also entered into covenants with their boyfriends and girlfriends, isn't it? Some even had to cut their wrists and try and mix their blood to say that I am yours forever. We are not going to ask you to lift your hand if you have ever done something like that. Uh, Or you write them a note, or you write them a letter, or you give them like... Uh, an an omelet, or a necklace, you know, or a ring, and inside you have written your name. I am yours forever. Or you even put <laughs> you put a tattoo, you know, on your hand, on your arm. It's only that we cannot inspect you, you know, and 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 it's a covenant of some sort that you are pledging your allegiance and your commitment to this particular person, but. I want us to look at this covenant uh, topic in a deeper way because the Bible, you know, is a covenant that God has made with us. And that's why Nehemiah says that he, he keeps his covenant. Yeah. God, you are the one who keeps your covenant and mercy, especially to those who love you and those who observe your commandments. So a covenant can be, can be defined as doing what we must do as instructed in scripture, so as to commit God to do what he says he will do. That is what a covenant is all about. It's us doing what the scriptures have instructed us to do so that you commit God to do what he says he will do. You see, God never lies, you know. God is committed to fulfilling his word over our lives. For that covenant to be activated, he also expects you to do something. That's why when you enter into a covenant with someone, you have a part to play and they have a part to play. Isn't it? When you say, I will die for you, they also say, I will die for you first. Isn't it? When when you say, drink my blood, they will say, I also want to drink your blood. You see, so everybody has to do something, you know, for that covenant to be ratified. So God says, if I'm going to enter into a covenant with you, because I already have my covenant, and I'm committed to this covenant, um, and because I'm committed to this covenant, I expect you to be able to do your part. And if you do your part, then the covenant will be ratified. I will commit myself to do what I have promised to do, you know, in your word, in, in the word rather, or in the Bible. Now, there has been a teaching that has been in the body of Christ about grace, and I really, I really respect all the teachers of grace, but I feel like some of them had really stretched this grace teaching overboard, saying that you don't need to do anything. You know, Jesus did everything for you. Jesus paid your price, which is okay. Jesus died for you, which is fine. Um, But it does not end there. I believe that it takes two to tango, So if a covenant is going to be, you know, activated in our lives, we cannot use grace to absolve ourselves from responsibility. We can use, you cannot use grace as an excuse not to do our part and just say, Jesus did everything for us. Jesus paid it all for us, you know, and we're just sitting there. We don't do nothing. We keep on claiming grace, 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 grace. Grace doesn't absolve you from responsibility in fact grace empowers you to be obedient to covenant requirements that's what grace does and i believe it very very strongly otherwise god god could have made us without a will we could have been robots the reason why he has given you a will is for you to choose you can choose you know to you know fulfill the requirements of the covenant or you can choose not to if you don't fulfill the requirements of the covenant then the covenant is going is not going to be ratified and activated in your life. The blessings that are in the covenant that God has made with us will not reach you because you have not done your part. Praise the Lord. Have you ever attended a wedding? All of you have attended a wedding and you are looking forward to your wedding? Or you are not looking forward to your wedding? Please don't disappear in a banana plantation (laughs) or a sugarcane plantation and you come out from the other side as husband and wife. Or don't steal somebody's daughter. Disappear with her for one month. And then you write a letter to the father. Or you send an SMS. You said, the donkeys you've been looking for have been found. Or the donkey you've been looking for has been found. I have your donkey. No, don't do that. Now, when you go to a wedding, the husband makes vows. Isn't it? But does it stop there? What if it stops there? Is that covenant complete? It is not complete. So the husband must say something, and also the wife must do what? Must say something. You know, one time I was officiating a wedding, and the lady spoke. And then after the lady spoke, I moved to the gentleman. And you see, I was not prepared, you know, because this is a pastor that... Uh, was pastoring these people but, but because of one reason or the other he was not able to officiate the wedding so he called me last minute and because he was my friend I said let me go so I went to officiate that wedding but they didn't prepare me to tell me that the gentleman does not understand English so I'm standing there I took the bride through the vows and she spoke very well then I moved to the gentleman I started, I saw and saw. The guy kept quiet.
1: <laughs> I repeated
0: again, say, I saw and saw. The guy looked at me as if he was staring at space. I realized, what I asked him, I, I removed my Say, are you okay? He was still looking at me. Then somebody came and whispered in my ear, and he say, he does not understand English. Yeah, so now I had to switch to Swahil. <laughs>
1: because
0: that covenant was not complete. Yeah, he needed to speak. And he needed to also give his vow or his commitment or his promise to the lady. So we can't stretch grace to absorb us from covenant requirements god already has the covenant in place but he also expects you and i to do our part when you do your part then you activate covenant blessings wow. upon your life i believe you, you all want covenant blessings oh, yes. you want covenant blessings yes. genesis 17 verse 1 to 2 god comes to abraham he was 90 years old i pray that you cross 70 with ease yes. in jesus
1: name, in
0: jesus name. Yeah, most of you are young, I'm, I'm sure you are in your 20s. Some of you are, you are 19 years old. When people ask you how old you are, you are saying, I am 19 but turning 20. <laughs> yeah, you really want to grow old, isn't it? Or I'm 21 but turning 22. Now, when you start hitting some numbers, you wish you can say, I am 40 but turning 16, You know, you wanna, you wanna go back. You know, the young are struggling to be old, and the old are struggling, you know, to be young. Abraham was 90 years old, can you imagine that? The guy is 90, and then God appeared to him, and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me, and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between you, between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. You see, God tells him, I have a covenant that I want to, you know, enter, in with you. I want us to be in a covenant relationship, but you have to do something. Are you seeing that? He tells him, walk before me and be blameless. Those are covenant requirements. And then he says, when you meet your part of the bargain, I promise you I will do my part. And what is God's part? He tells him, I will multiply you exceedingly. So you can see that covenant doesn't absorb you. From sorry, grace doesn't absolve you from covenant requirements. You must do something because God has committed Himself to do so much for us if we fulfill, you know, covenant requirements in our lives. Now, I want to share with you three requirements. There are so many, but I'll just share three and then we are going to pray. What are these covenant requirements? Because we all want to be partakers, you know, we all want, you know, this prayer that Nehemiah made. That, God, you keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. So the first thing that we must fulfill for the covenant of blessings to activate blessings in our lives, and I'm sure all of us, we want these blessings, we must love the Lord. Yeah, we must love the Lord. Amen? When you love somebody, it simply means that you really, really treasure this person. Isn't it, young people? How many of you have ever fallen in love with someone? A human being, not angels, a human being. You've loved someone so much. It's a moment of confession. Look at the way young people are lifting their hands. Some of you are maybe imagining my mom is watching. After this, I'm going to be asked question, who is this boy? Who is this girl? Hmm? So I understand those who are doing this. They are pretending as if they are scratching their chest.
1: You
0: know? You're you're, you're, you're waiting for others to lift their hands before you lift yours. You know? (laughs) Mercy. So when you love somebody, when you fall in love, with someone, it's a very powerful feeling. Yeah, do you remember your first crush? Yeah, it's a very powerful feeling, it grips you. I'm telling you, it grips your heart, it grips your mind, I mean it grips the entire you. Yeah? It it really grips, you really want to be with that person. All the time, you want to talk to the person. If you fall in love with someone, especially when you're around them and then you smell their cologne, or their perfume, you want that scent to go with you, isn't it? You even want to know, what what, what is this cologne? You are are even feeling like you need to buy it and just have it in your house. So when you miss the the person, you just spray yourself. (laughs) and, And then you sniff it to make you remember the person. You know, people who are in love do crazy things, I'm telling you. Yeah. You call each other. I remember there's a friend of mine who was in love with another lady and he came to visit me. So I told him, okay, we have eaten supper. That, that time, I think um, I was single, yes. So we had dinner, so I said, okay, good night. I'm going to sleep. So in the middle of the night, I can hear somebody speaking in low tones. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. I woke up, I asked him, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm okay, I'm speaking to my girlfriend. I said,
1: this, this, this is very late. He said, yeah, yeah,
0: but you know, we miss each other, you know. So they talked up to, I mean, very late, you know, in the night. People who are in love, I mean, they do crazy things. You know, they really want to be in each other's presence. They want to talk. They want to eat together. They want to fellowship together. You know, they want to send each other SMSs, nice SMSs. I'm just here seated. In the CMG life, but I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Uh, I can't even hear what the pastor is yes. saying. <laughs> <You know. laughs> please stay in the meeting. I know you're in love, but stay in the meeting. Very important, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So can, can, can you imagine if you love God, how God will feel? Because you'll always want to be in his presence. You'll always want to talk to him. You'll always want to please him because you love him, isn't it? Yeah. And you see, it is so sad that many Christians don't really love the Lord. You know, we love other things, but we don't really, really, you know, love the Lord. You see, the Bible says, Nehemiah says that God fulfills his covenant, you know, to those who love him. So if you want the covenant blessings to be triggered in your life, then you must love the Lord, yeah? You see, Jesus said this in Matthew, chapter 22, verse 35 to 38. You know, one of the lawyers asked him a question, and this question was to test him. He asked him a question, testing him and saying, (coughs) Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? I'm sure you also want to know. Of all the commandments God has given, which one is the greatest? Which one is the supreme? Mm. And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with a fraction of your heart no no. Huh? no with a fraction of your mind no with all no. your heart with all your soul and with all your mind tell your neighbor god wants everything god wants everything you know i used to think that the greatest threat of my life is death but after reading this scripture i realized the greatest threat of my life is god because when God wants something, he wants everything. Can you imagine loving God with your heart? Loving God with your soul? And loving God with your mind? What are you left with? You are left with You have given him everything. Yeah, you've literally given him everything. But that is where the problem is. We don't give him everything. We don't give him the whole of our love. You understand what I'm saying? In fact, most of us, we are so passionate about loving our boyfriends, our girlfriends, more than we are passionate about loving God. And remember, God says he's jealous. He just sees the way you're treating your wife. He says, wow. The way you're thinking about it, he says, wow. The way you're buying her gifts, God is just saying, wow. Hey, the way you're just thinking about her the whole day, he say, wow.
1: God is watching us. And God is just watching.
0: <laughs> he's just watching. This is the way you're thinking about your boyfriend. Even at night, you're not sleeping. God is just saying, wow. And the man can cause this lady to spend sleepless nights. And God tries to remember, when is the last time you spent sleepless nights thinking about me? There is no record. When is the last time you lost appetite because you're missing me? There is no record. When is the last time you even spent an hour Talking to me as your God, and then he sees how you are talking to your boyfriend and your girlfriend. You call. The airtime gets finished. You or You fuliza. And God is just there. Say, hey, wow, reverse call. You are even using now reverse call. You use the use the operator. Yeah? And God is just there saying, hey. He looks at the way you spend your money. You have never spent your money on him like that. Then God gets surprised. Hey, tell your neighbor I am changing. I am changing. So you can see, we don't really love God the way we should. When he says, come in my presence, you are not very excited. When your girl, when your girlfriend or your boyfriend tells you we are meeting another a at Imara Mall at 6 p.m. You are there from 2 p.m. You are just hanging around, doing window shopping. And when he calls you to come to church on Sunday, the service begins at 9. 9 9.30 is when you are waking up, brushing your teeth. Then you enter the sanctuary very late. Can you see how God feels about our love? When you are when your, when your lover tells you, you know, um, I'm trying to work on my backyard, you know, it has weeds, and so I am digging. You say, I am coming. <laughs> yeah, don't even start. I am coming to help you. You suspend everything and go and see your lover. Take a jembe. And remember, you are a slave queen and you have these long fingers. Yeah. Is it fingers or nails? Yeah. Nails. <laughs> and they are painted. But you don't care. You help. You are lover. You even break your, your nails. And then Sunday, pastor is preaching, serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. You, you come and... My, My nails. I am tired. I can't wear flat shoes. I wear high heels. And I cannot stand serving in the ushering with high heels. And God is looking at you and he's saying, Wow. Wow. And then you lift your hand during worship for 30 minutes. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I really, really love you. I really, really love you, Lord. He just looks at you and says, wow. Wow. Ask your neighbor, what is God saying about your love for him? Do you really love him? Do you really, really love God? Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul you know the soul is made up of your mind your will and even emotions yes. hmm? you see how love makes you feel nice emotionally when you think about the person you get excited emotionally god says you should also get excited when you think about me praise the lord Amen. and your mind you are thinking about god huh? so i pray that we shall love god Amen. the way he needs to be loved Amen. I think some of us, we need to repent. We have not been loving God. We've been liking God. Or we've been liking the idea of God in our lives. I think it is time we do what? We love God. There are people who love money more than they love God. I think it is high time we love God. If I brought you a million shillings on one hand, and I put God on the other hand, and I ask you, you only choose one, what will you choose? And remember, you are broke like a church
1: mouse.
0: Please, stand to your neighbor and ask the neighbor that question, and let the neighbor give you the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Ask your neighbor that question. One hand is a million shillings, another hand is God, and you are broke like a church mouse. You only choose one. Which one will you choose? It's a challenge. You know, some of you will will rationalize and say, God, I have chosen you, and I know you're the one who has brought the money, so I take the money as well. (laughs) Isn't it? You try and be smart with God. (laughs) All right. So covenant blessings are activated in the lives of those who love God. Young people, let's love God. Everybody listening to me at home, let us love God. I challenge you to take your love for God to the next level. Amen. May God see you love him in your priorities, Amen. in the way you spend your time, the way you spend your monies, the way you spend your gifts. May God see that you really love him. Amen. Amen. The way you always go early for dates, come to church early because you have a debt with God. Amen. He is the lover of your soul. And when he sees that you love him, then the covenant blessings will be activated in your life. Number two, for you to activate covenant blessings, you must be obedient to his voice. Amen. Amen. You must be obedient to his voice. Be obedient to the voice of God. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 2, I'll read quickly. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey. The voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord, your God, will set you
1: high.
0: Look at that. Above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. So you see, God is waiting for you to do something. Yeah, he says, if you obey my voice, then I'll set you on high. You obey my voice, then I will bless you, you know, with blessings. All these blessings. And take time and read all the blessings that are there. I will only choose one blessing today because of time. All these blessings shall come upon you if you only obey my voice. I know you're asking, but this voice of God, how is it? i have never heard the voice of God. Actually, you've heard the voice of God many times. But it's only that you don't know how the voice of God sounds. Can I tell you how the voice of God sounds? Because some of you are asking, maybe it is a bass. Is it bass? Is it baritone? Or soprano? You know, or, or it thunders like, like lightning, you know? But the voice of God is so familiar to all of us. How does God speak to us? Number one, he speaks to us through his servants. Every time you hear preaching, like right now, you're you are, you are hearing the voice of God. Wow. Because I am God's mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking to you what God wants you to hear. So you are actually hearing the voice of God. That's why from today, I want to challenge all of you to take preachings very seriously, because that is God's voice upon your life. And you can see that when preaching begins, that's when you see people standing to go to the toilet. When preaching begins, that's where you see people picking their calls. Yeah, I've seen people walk out when I start preaching to go and pick you know, a call. Or, Or sometimes when I start preaching, your baby begins to cry. Your baby was quiet. Then when I just start preaching, then you, you, you have to leave. So you, you should not take it lightly because, I mean, all those distractions are disconnecting you from the voice of God. If you don't hear preachings, you have missed the voice of God in your life. That's why you should always take preaching very, very seriously. You should not allow anything or anyone to distract you when the word of God is being preached. Amen. When you come to the service, go to the toilet first. Come early. That's why I'm telling you to come early. If the service begins at night, come at 8.30. Go and do your business in the toilet. Amen. Amen. Or do your business at home. Please, you have a toilet in your house. Don't come and fill our toilet. Anyway, if you, if, you have, if you have a burden here, the toilet is there anyway, you can go and that was on a lighter note. I don't want somebody to be offended and say, even the toilet, they banned us from using the toilet. It was on a lighter note. When you jokes? catch feelings. Anyway, so what I'm trying to say is come early and prepare yourself. You get what I'm saying? Prepare yourself. Because remember, you want to activate covenant blessings. And covenant blessings are activated when you obey the voice of God. Wow. And how, how does the voice of God come to us? The voice of God come to us through preachings. When the word of God is being taught, like right now, you are hearing God's voice. And you have to be very keen to hear what is God saying so that you align your life to what God is saying. And when you align your life to what God, God is saying to you as an individual, then the covenant blessings that we see in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 will be activated in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why, you know, you have to be very attentive when the word of God is being preached because you can go, you see now Bibles are in our phones and you can, I can say, open the book of Deuteronomy, but instead of going to the book of Deuteronomy, you go to TikTok Mm. because you have reduced the volume. Mm. Isn't it? And you have dimmed the light. So your neighbor cannot see what you are doing. Eh, I, I'm tempted to check yeah. this, this, in the Bible or, or uh, it's, it's so dim. Eh? It's so dim, you can't see. It's a strategy. Some people have even put a screen protector to dim the light further so that you can see where they are or what they are doing. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and you're having a, an eye problem. Ah, no. yeah? So you can easily be distracted. Yeah. You know, the voice of God is coming to you. Then you go to TikTok. You go to Instagram. You go to, this other one is called what? WhatsApp. Yeah. There's yeah. another one. Instagram. There's another one. Chat something.
1: Yeah, WeChat. chat.
0: Yeah, you are there. Or you are a uh, Snapchat. <laughs> and you're there. You are distracted. Yeah, you go, or Telegram. Now you're opening videos. Hey. Your friend has sent you videos. You see a message. Have you seen this one? And the voice of God, you know, is actually, you know, thundering in your life at that particular moment. So you find that instead of listening to the voice of God, the devil has distracted you. And so you don't even hear what God said. You come to church as a tradition and you live without understanding what God was speaking to you. So you have to really fight to concentrate and listen to preaching, to teachings. That's why I'm encouraging you to go to podcasts. Listen to the sermons. When you're in church on Sunday, take that segment for preaching very, very seriously because it is God's voice to you. God is giving you direction. God is giving you counsel. God is helping you to deal with your challenges. God is helping you to deal with your problems. God is encouraging you. God is giving you hope. He's uplifting your spirit. God is actually talking to you directly the way I'm having a conversation with you when you listen to, you know, the teachings. And when you obey that voice, you activate covenant blessings. That's why you can see in the same church, only certain people are testifying. Have you ever asked yourself why you are not testifying? When is the last time you testified? Wow. Eh? And it's not because God has a problem. It's because you are the one who has a problem. Because when he looks at your heart, when he's talking to you, you are not even attentive. Have you ever talked to somebody and you can tell this person is not listening to you? Yeah, his mind has gone. I hope your mind is here. I hope you're listening to me. Or your boyfriend has sent a text. <laughs> yeah? So you can actually talk to somebody and his mind is far away, his heart is far away. So you must always be attentive to hear God's voice. Number two, how do you hear God's voice when you read the Bible? When you read the Bible, God is talking to you. Yes. He's actually talking to you when you're reading the Bible. That's why you must study the word of God all the time. But how many Christians study God's word?
1: They don't.
0: How many Christians read the Bible? They don't. Many Christians open their Bible when the pastor says, open with me the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 2. And they're they wondering, where, where, where is Deuteronomy? Is it in the New Testament or is it in the Old Testament? They don't even know where it is. Because they don't have fellowship with the Bible. You should have fellowship with your Bible. Because as you read the Bible, you are hearing God's voice. God is actually speaking to you. Amen? Amen. If you diligently, this is a powerful statement, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, you activate covenant blessings upon your life. Amen? When you diligently obey the voice, because you can hear the voice and you obey the voice of the Lord, you activate covenant blessings. Number three, the last one, is practicing his commands. When you hear God's voice, God will always challenge you to do something. That's why I really love preaching, because preaching will always push you out of your comfort zone. There is something that God will tell you to do every time you hear his voice, because God, He's not in the business of entertaining us. God is in the business of changing us. Oh. Did, did you understand what I said? Oh, yes. Yeah? Can I say it again? Yeah. God is not in the business of entertaining us. He's in the business of transforming us, changing us into the image of his dear son. He wants you to look like him. Praise the Lord.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. You, you You can even see Florence did not come with a Bible. It is very serious. So, so God wants to change you. We'll wash after this. God wants to change you. God wants to transform you. All right? So when you hear his voice, he will always tell you, I want you to do this. I want you to change this. I want you to rearrange your life. I want you to cut down on your pride. I want you to deal with your prayerlessness. I want you to deal with your ego. You, 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 you the luyazimu in you. Or the Kambaism in you is too much. Or the Luoism in you is too much. Bring it down. Cut it down. You understand? The word of God will always you know, challenge you. You see, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. So when you hear that word, God is jolting you to do something. is jolting you to obey his word. And when you practice his word, then God is obligated to unlock covenant blessings upon your life. Look at the book of James chapter 1. It's a scripture all of us know, verse 22 to 25. I want us to read it very slowly so that we may catch what God wants us to catch here. But, can we read all of us? But But be doers. Look at that. Right there. God is saying, every time you hear my word, be ready to do something about it. Isn't it? Every time you hear preachings, be ready to do something about it. So when you come on Sunday, when you, when you attend the CMG, when you come on Tuesday, wherever you go and there is the preaching of the word, get ready to do it. Because God will not just send his word in vain. He's sending it so that you may do something. Okay, let's finish the scripture. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. Now, it is one thing to deceive somebody, but I think it is worse to deceive yourself. I think in Swahili is even more powerful. Hmm? Have you ever lied to yourself? Have you ever deceived yourself? You, you even know you're deceiving yourself. So when you just hear the word and you don't practice the word, the Bible says you are Deceiving yourself. Verse 23 For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, mm-hmm. which we do every morning, especially ladies. For he observes himself and then goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Isn't it true? Yeah, you look at the mirror and you say, "Okay, I can see my ears, I can see my nose, my mouth." <laughs> then when you leave, you cannot fully describe how you look. That's why sometimes you are seated and you are thinking, "Oh, I think I am good, I am fine." And then somebody says, "By the way, there is something in your nini." It's, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. And you say, "And you say, really, really?" <laughs> you say, "Really, yeah." It's, it's, yeah. You, you ate some skumawiki, or you ate some beans, or, or you ate, uh, what else do people eat that sticks in there? in the, in the, uh, yeah, roasted maize. And you go like, really? And then you rush again to the mirror, isn't it? Yeah. Then
1: you,
0: then you realize, oh, there's something you, you didn't deal with. Then you remove again. That's why you keep on going to the mirror every now and then, and ladies are worse, they even carry the mirror in their path or carry the mirror in the wherever, isn't it? Yeah. They rush to the bathroom to go to the mirror. You know, that's why in the ladies' bathrooms, they have all these massive mirrors. Even here, I gave them a very big mirror, so they can check themselves as many times as they want, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Yeah. And sometimes we have to send people to chase ladies out of the toilet because they are just standing in front of the mirror. How many times do you want to look at yourself? It is not enough. So when you hear the word and you don't do the word, you're like this person who looks at the mirror and as you leave, you forget how you look like. Can we finish the verse? Next verse. For he, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. That means he's practicing the word. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This one, this particular person will be blessed in what he does. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I now realize why you are not blessed. Mm. The scriptures have just diagonalized your problem. Please tell your neighbor, I have now seen why you are not blessed, why you are not testifying. The real problem. Yeah, I have seen where the problem is. You are behaving like this man who looks at the mirror and forgets how he looks like. You are not a doer of the word of God. The Bible says this one, the one who does the word, that is the one that he, that God will bless. This particular one, this particular one, this particular brother or sister who is not a forgetful hearer, He hears the word, and then he practices what he has heard. That one will really be blessed. How many sermons have you had? And how many have you implemented? Last Sunday, I was speaking about ideas, and I challenged people to go and write down ideas. You'll be so surprised. Some people didn't write down the ideas they were feeling God is putting in their hearts to implement. But those who wrote the ideas, they have started working on those ideas. And it's a matter of time. They will be standing here to testify. Pastor, you remember the message you preached about ideas? I went down and I wrote a few ideas, and I started working on them. Look at what the Lord has done. I've become a millionaire. I've become a billionaire. Then you, because you didn't write the ideas, when you hear the testimony, that's when you say, let me also go and write the ideas. But, you know, sometimes you need to understand that every idea has a grace and a season for it. If you don't tap into the season, if you don't tap into that moment, you might come with an idea, but it is already moribund. The season of that idea has already passed. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. An idea whose time has come is unstoppable. So timing is also everything. That's why when you hear the word, you must say, this word has come this time. This is the season for me to implement this word, for me to be um, the man or the woman who practices this word. And before you know it, you benefit from what you have decided to implement that has come to you through the word of God. Amen. Amen. So what will happen when you practice the word? The Bible says this person God will set him high. Somebody say high. Hi. That is elevation. Huh? And the Bible says all these blessings will come upon you, and they will do what? They overtake you. Hmm? Have you ever driven and then somebody overtakes you? How do you feel? You feel like this person is despising my car. You also overtake them. Then they overtake you. Then you overtake. Then you start playing card. Cat and mouse game on the road, isn't it? But can you imagine blessings coming and overtaking you? That means you are so overwhelmed with the blessings that these blessings even go ahead of you to straighten every crooked path before you. May God release blessings upon each and every one of us as we obey his word, as we practice his word. Let me give you one blessing that we see in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and that is geographical blessing. The Bible says that in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse three, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. When you obey God's word, you'll be blessed in the city, but also you'll be blessed in the country. The New Living Translation uses the word town and field. You'll be blessed in town and you'll be blessed in the field. So your geographical location does not matter. Yeah, even in Kenya, you'll be blessed. Amen. In Nairobi, you'll be blessed. Amen. In Siokimau, you'll be blessed. Amen. Actually, you might not even need to relocate to Norway. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, what you could have gone to get in Norway, you will get it here. Amen. And you'll be blessed tremendously. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear a louder amen. amen? But if you don't practice the word, even if you go to Norway, you'll still be poor. Isn't it? If you take a crocodile from Nairobi and take it to Norway, will it change and become a chameleon? No. no. It will remain a crocodile. So if you are stingy here, you will struggle. If you are stingy there, you will still struggle. If you don't obey the, vi- the voice of God here, you will struggle. If you don't obey the voice of God there, you will still struggle. No matter where you are, you will struggle. But if you obey the voice of God, if you practice you know God's word, if you love God with all your heart, The Bible says that blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Amen. Amen. So I want to challenge you to do all those three things that I've given to you for you to activate covenant blessings. I will continue with this tomorrow in the morning. What is number one? You must love the Lord. What is number two? You must obey God's. Voice And what is number
1: three? You
0: must practice His commands. When you love the Lord, when you obey His voice, when you practice His commands, you will activate covenant blessings upon your life. Amen. Amen? Amen. I want us to pray for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Father, we pledge our love, our commitment to you. To love you, to obey your voice, to do your work, you shall be doers of the word and not just hear us. And as we fulfill these requirements, we pray that may you unlock and trigger covenant blessings upon our lives today. Bless us indeed. Bless us beyond our wildest dreams. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. give him a clap of thanks thank you for listening to this podcast you can now get in touch with dr dazio tachero on facebook instagram and twitter